Welcome to the Public Storyteller. My name is Michael Stock with Dr. Karen Neal. Karen is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. Hi, Karen. Hello, Michael. What story do you have today? Michael, here's one from Susan Foti. About two years ago, my husband passed away unexpectedly, very suddenly, and it was the most disruptive, unbelievable experience in my life that I've ever had. It left me in, in a deep amount of grief and shock. We were married 50 years and courting for five. And so his absence leaves a very jagged hole in my heart and it, it's, it's very difficult. But lately that jaggedness has kind of softened and I think that my heart has opened a little. And I started to do things that would help with my healing. For example, I signed up for the gym at Lifetime in Boca Raton near my home on uh, Yamato. And this gave me a way to exercise, to meditate, to go to yoga, to heal by using the spa services and interact, most importantly, to interact with other people that had kind of been missing in my life uh, since my husband passed away. One day, about three weeks ago, I was hopping into the elevator. I was excited about going to um, a Zumba class. And I notice a gentleman is standing at the doorway of, of the elevator, hesitating as if waiting for me to invite him in. And so I welcomed him into the elevator and said, come on in. You know, you're, you're welcome. Where are you going? And he said, the third floor, I'm going to the second. And when the elevator door closes, there seems to be a surge of energy between us that just seemed to vibrate off the walls. And it was so interesting. And we started to talk and he tells me that He's thinking of withdrawing from the athletic club because the one that he belongs to is much nicer and cleaner and he feels so much more at home and at ease in it. And I tell him, you need to meet more people and try more classes. This is a great place to be. And our eyes are locking and it just seems that it's so natural to, to talk to this stranger so I tell him I'm going to a Zumba class. I said, you ought to try that. I said, because I can't even do most of the steps. I said, but it's smile therapy. When the music comes on, it's, it's like a shot of serotonin. And everything just, you know, lights up and, it, and it's a beautiful experience. The elevator stops. I get out on the second floor. He decides not to go to the third floor and, and follows me. And he's looking at me and saying, are those sparkles in your hair? 
I said, oh, yes, thank you for noticing. <laughs> and he says, that's unbelievable. And we walked to my class. He says, do you think that I could join that class? I said, sure, we love to have more men in the class. I said, even if you can't keep up. I said, but you're wearing street shoes. You need sneakers, so you can't come in today. I said, what were you planning to do with street shoes on at the gym? He says, yoga. I said, oh, okay. Yeah, you do take your shoes off. So I disappeared inside the class. And I am dancing with wild abandon because I like feel that this was like a fairy tale almost. A romantic story, even if I never see him again. It was so uplifting and so unexpected that it just raised my mood. But 20 minutes into my class, I noticed that this gentleman with the nice smile is still standing at the door. I, I don't know whether he's watching me or trying to see what my gym mates are doing or what's going on. Then I turn to my sister who happens to be in the class and I tell her I met this man in the elevator he was very nice looking, very fun to talk to, with curly white hair and sparkling blue eyes. And he's been standing outside that door for 20 minutes. She said, well, go out and talk to him. I said, no, I don't want to leave my dance class. I'm enjoying it. You want me to go out and talk to him? Yeah, if you'd like. She says, well, I'm going to assess him. And if he wants your phone number, should I give it to him? Is it okay? And I said, okay. She goes storming out. He later tells me he thought that someone was coming out to reprimand him and that he's apologizing for feeling creepy standing there. She says, what are you doing here? He says, I'm trying to plan how I can meet a lady in the gym and I, I don't have a plan and, and I want to be able to talk to her. She says, well, I'm her sister. Would you like her number? Give me your phone. He hands her his phone. She writes my number in and comes back in and tells me that's done. I don't see him after class, but two hours later, he does call and it's very easy to talk to him. He wants to meet right away for coffee. It it was just unbelievable. And afterwards he invited me for, for dinner and it seemed like he was an old friend. And since that night, we have shared many different activities together. And no matter you know what we've done, whether it's walks on the beach or hikes or, or dinners out, it has been a phenomenally uplifting experience. And I don't know what the ending is, but I will say I've come to believe that I can step into an elevator and go up to another level. Susan Fulte with a story about recovery. That's a really nice way to say it. We say that stories start off with some kind of a, a status quo, and then there's very quickly a problem, a challenge, and then uh, we try to work to find, to struggle to find uh, the solution to that. And in this case, we know right off the bat 
what that problem is, the most disruptive, unbelievable experience in my life, grief, shock. She was unsure. After 55 years, 50 years of marriage, recording for five, she says, a jagged hole in my heart. What a setup for it. You, you just say, we want this woman to survive. We want this woman to find peace. The thing that stood out to me is that uh, I guess she described it as a smile therapy, and it doesn't work over the computer. She had to go to the gym. She had to go to these classes and, and meet people flesh to flesh, you know, human to human, because you don't get that kind of contact over the computer screen. You certainly don't get that kind of serendipity. I mean, the last thing on her mind, I'm sure, when she was at the gym about to do a Zumba class was that she was going to meet somebody who would make her smile in that way. And I mean, she talks about the energy in the elevator, the surge of energy vibrating off the wall. You do not get that from Zoom. And it's kind of sensitive when you feel that energy because if it's not mutual, it could be dangerous. Just like him staring at her in the gym, that could be dangerous. Well, she was a little hesitant. She did say to herself, you know, what do I feel about this? And when her sister said, should I give him your phone number? She thought twice, uh, you know, she wasn't sure, but it seem to work out beautifully. And sometimes you just have to go with the feeling. Is it common to put sparkles in your hair? <laughs> I was just thinking of that. Yes, I know several people who wear those. And she's got very lovely blonde hair, I happen to know. So sometimes it, it just gives a little effect. And it's so funny that he said, are those sparkles in your hair? To me, that is the metaphor you know, of the story. She starts off the story so sad and she meets him and she's got sparkles in her hair. And anybody who knows about women's hairdressing will know, yeah, you know, some people do that. But it's if you didn't know, you'd say, what is this energy just dancing out around her head? <laughs> and then not all that later on, she talks about his sparkling blue eyes. So I think that there is a spark between them. And that spark came to be or around the time he asked her about those sparkles in her hair. So that's the kind of thing if you made up in fiction, somebody would say, oh, please, you know, can you be a little less heavy handed? But it happened. Yes, this gentleman, as the story went on, was getting better and better looking. His curly white hair, his eyes, <laughs> his smile. Did you also notice her voice got stronger and happier? You know, she's recounting the story in the past tense. The difference between storytelling and theater, of course, is that by and large, storytelling is past tense. You're recollecting something that already happened. Whereas theater, the illusion in theater is that it's happening in front of you. So you would expect in theater for somebody to get more and more excited, the more and more something good happens, but only a really good storyteller makes her voice and I'm sure it was unconscious uh, because she's just such a natural storyteller. She talked faster. She talked with more intensity, with more happiness as she went on. It also, I guess, gives you hope that there is life after uh, a death. Life after grief, definitely. And talk about metaphors that you wouldn't believe in fiction. 
I've come to believe, she says, I can step into an elevator and go up to another level, both spiritually and physically. How many people, when they're in the throes of grief, and sure, she said it was almost two years since he died, but grief has no timetable. She had every right to wonder if she was ever going to find happiness again. And my favorite part of the story, Michael, I got to say, is that we don't know the ending. I thought it was a happy ending. Well, no, we don't really know it because she says that things are great and they've gone on walks at the beach and they've done all of these things together, but we don't know what's <laughs> going to be. It's still in progress, right? Well, don't spoil and it for me, Karen. I want it to no, be a no, happy no. ending. In a sense, it doesn't really matter. It would be fantastic if they went on and walked into the sunset together. But what he did for her, what this meeting did for her, was change everything so that it woke her up in a way that, you know, she didn't know if she could ever feel again. Yes, I wish them all the best, but we know that Susan's going to be okay. Dr. Karen Neal is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. Karen, if we have listeners who'd like to share their story, how can they get in touch with you? Send me an email to cneal, that's C-N as in Nancy, E-I-L-E, at F as in Frank, A-U dot E-D-U. And you do not need to send me a summary as long as you tell me I've got a South Florida story that happened to me, and I'd like the instructions on how to record it. Our website also has contact information at wlrn.org. Click radio and the public storyteller. My name is Michael Stock. The public storyteller returns next Sunday.